Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's time to turn out the lights, grab some popcorn, and watch some horror movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode, I delve to the world of horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I can't really explain it, but I love these horrifying flicks. If you made a horror movie on your phone or made your own special effects MacGyver style, please send it my way. Now, what do you get when you mix a werewolf, liquor, donuts, and a cop? Why, you get... Wolf Cop. Why, hello everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of the Terrible Terror Podcast. You guys do not understand how happy I am to be doing this again. Um, you know, had to take a couple weeks off, mainly because of COVID, which really sucked. Uh, that was one of the worst experiences I think I've had, but I'm thankful that it only lasted for a little bit. But as you can probably tell already, my voice is still just a little bit strained. So it's going to be an interesting episode for sure, and probably ending with me taking a bunch of breaks uh, to make sure that my voice gets through the whole thing uh, without much of a hitch uh, to go along with everything. So, But I am excited to be doing this episode, and it's really weird because I've never watched a movie so many times, only because I had to rewatch it, because normally I watch it the same week that I record these, but this time... I really had to like watch the movie again just to make sure that I remembered everything that went on. You see, this was my very first time seeing this movie. So when I watched it the first time, normally when I watch it and then I record, if I've never seen it before, it's still relatively fresh. But with this episode, it was like I started like going through and like, wait, okay, if I'm going to get the audio, there's parts I don't quite remember. All right, let's just sit down and let's watch it again. And it's actually nice to be able to watch a movie without having to do anything extra. Not take notes, not write down whatever I need to do that I think is going to be funny. You know, whatever is going down, I just don't have to do. All I really need to do is just watch and enjoy the movie. Which, on second viewing, um, I have a little more extra things I think I need to say when it comes to the movie in general. Now... The runtime of this movie is actually really good at 79 minutes. It's still available right now in Shudder, so if you have Shudder, you can go over there and watch it. I don't know if it's a movie you necessarily need to see before you listen to the podcast. If you've seen it, you know. If you haven't seen it, then you probably could listen to find out whether or not you wanted to watch it. And, you know, 
kind of do my thing and at the end of everything uh, let you know whether or not you should. This was a Canadian film that received a budget grant. It really doesn't have any type of theatrical budget or, uh, you know, monetary release value or what do you want to call it? Uh, you know, gross box office gross. I think I think these backward. I still have COVID brain and it sucks. Um, <laughs> it, it's the worst fucking thing. Cause you think you're thinking of the right shit. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, what? Huh? Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. That that's exactly the way my brain thinks right now. So there isn't much in the way about like, you know, what, it's theatrical release was and, and money and stuff like that. So I know it got a grant because, you know, Canadian films can get grants from the, you know, the country. So that way they can make these movies. And you pretty much have a bunch of unknowns in this movie at the time that it was released back in 2014. Now it got my radar actually in about uh, 2016, I would say, because my sister uh, asked me to do this for the podcast. She's like, well, you know what movie you should do that I just saw? You should do Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop. And I looked at the, you know, the trailer at the time and I was like, okay, well, you know what? It might make actually a good episode. And then I just never really found the right time to do it. And then I saw my sister over the holidays and we were talking about things and she's like, you never fucking did Wolf Cop. And I was like, okay, fine. You don't listen to the podcast anyway, but I'm going to do fucking Wolf Cop just for you. And maybe this will be the first one she fucking listens to. So there you go. There you go. You got your goddamn movie. Um, <clears throat> but it's still, it's an interesting film in general. It's definitely a horror comedy, you know, and it does a little more on the lines of the comedy rather than the horror. There isn't anything really horror to speak about. Like the best thing I can compare it to that would be, you know, somewhere in the more recent films would be Psycho Goreman. But I think that's a much better film than this. Um, in fact, it was one of my favorite films of last year. Uh, in fact, I think I would probably put it at number two out of everything that I watched last year. I just really enjoyed it. I was so hyped for it. And for me, it lived up to my hype. So I'm, uh, you know, but in terms of the way that this is shot and what the budget feels like, that feels like it had a little bit bigger budget, but it has that feeling where it's very indie. It's got the gore that everybody wants to. It has the comedic timing that it needs to have with its characters and situations. And sometimes it feels a little forced in terms of the comedy. And this goes for both films. But I feel like this one, it does a couple of things that are just, it's questionable of why why are we doing this in this film. And uh, it's not to say that I didn't like it or that it's the worst movie I've seen or the fact that I, you know, maybe I had a really good time while I was watching this, but we won't know until we get through the episode. So come and join with me with my terrible voice as we look at the world of Wolf Cop and the movie itself starts off with a bunch of people in a forest. They're chasing somebody down. It's a bunch of people in robes and eventually they get to the guy and they, it seems like they kill him. They do some type of like ritual thing. And then it pops into modern day. And that's where we leave Lou Garou, where in French, that's actually werewolf, which it's L-O-U-P-G-A-R-O-U. And his name is actually spelled the same last name, but the first name is Lou, L-O-U. And he's in bed with a floozy. 
who I don't know who she is. I don't think he knows who she is. Uh, but he's drunk off his fucking ass and he's a cop and he's got to get up and go to work. And he runs into somebody outside, you know, that basically gives him shit after he drops his gun underneath his car. And it's weird because whoever is in the bed with him, we never figure out who it is or if there's any interest whatsoever. It's just like, it seems like he went in there with the whole purpose of, I got drunk, I took somebody home. Oh, God damn it, not her. I didn't want to fucking sleep with her. Oh, well, I'm just going to leave and leave her in your fucking house. No, you get her ass up, make sure that she gets up and gets fucking dressed and kick her ass to the curb. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Or you're going to leave a couple dollars up there on the nightstand and then just give her a smack in the ass and say, okay, that'll do, pig. That'll do. And then you leave for the day for work. I feel like he did the latter rather than the former. Because uh, he just kind of gets dressed quietly and sneaks the fuck out of there. Even though he drops his gun outside. And, you know, it would have been funny if maybe you saw something about her. And maybe there's another cut where you do have her or something like that. But you get nothing with this one. So he leaves the house. He sees the people kind of going down the street. And everybody realizes that he's just an alcoholic cop that's fucking useless. And as he's driving in, he turns on the radio, which happens to be bad radio. Good morning, Woodhaven. This is WCK The Eclipse. I'm Bob. I'm Dan. And we are Bad Radio. B-A-D Radio. Listen, the clock is tick, tick, ticking down to you know what? A world famous drinking shoot. Don't you judge me. Looks like some people might have started early. Yeah. As we're still getting daily reports about missing dogs and cats. Missing. I'm not pointing any fingers, no. but I'd avoid eating the hot dogs they're selling on Main Street. And I'd avoid those pork swords. Anyway, you know what I've heard, Dan? People are saying these pets are getting eaten by the infamous Woodhaven walking bear. Speaking of bears on the attack, we were Mayor Bradley's looking like the election's frontrunner. So, will it be Golden Boy Jerry Wallace or returning heavyweight Mayor Bradley, who has what it takes to clean up this town? Not enough mayors in the world to help our Woodhaven Sheriff's Department. Uh uh Speaking of which, Eclipse Morning Radio is, of course, brought to you by Liquor Donuts. Liquor Donuts. What more could you ask for? Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a place called Liquor Donuts that has both liquor and donuts? Does it have donut liquor? Like that uh, Jelly Roll IPA that I saw that one time? I wonder if they do, or or are they like liquor infused donuts? So they have a bunch, or are they donut infused liquor? Hmm. These questions need to be answered, but I feel that it's just liquor and donuts. Like when we do go into one later on in the movie, of course we are. Uh, <laughs> you know, we do find out. Spoiler alert: that it's a donut shop that serves liquor. Or it's like a Seven Eleven. That's all it really fucking is. But it's called Liquor Donuts. For some fucking reason. I, I really don't know. So he, you've got him rolling into work. And he's seeing all the bad shit that's happening in Woodhaven. And Woodhaven is a piece of crap. Who would ever reelect the same fucking mayor over and over again? Because she, I don't know, allows crime to run rampant. Because that's what it seems like. 
Like the kids are spray painting the walls. You got people beating the shit out of each other. And then the guy looks up at him. He's just like, eh, okay, well, you fucking suck. After he's gotten the ever loving shit kicked out of him. Like he enjoys this shit. He's a fucking, you know, <laughs> sadistic bastard. Not sadistic. Sorry. He's a masochistic bastard. And he just loves getting in with the gangs and letting the gangs beat the living shit out of him because it gets him off. And, you know, he's got a rod that's 10 inches fucking long. Oh, yeah. Beat me more, daddy. Beat me more. And they're looking at him like, well, I really don't want to because he enjoys it so much. But fuck it. Let's just keep doing it because I, I mean, my fists, they need to get a little more tender for later. I'm going to go see Susie. I'm going to go punch her in the fucking face. I mean, no. I'm not going to do that because I'm an upstanding gentleman of the community and I'm going to go later plant flowers in the parks where I'm going to fuck Susie like there's no tomorrow. And so it's just, it's funny because you see all these things going terribly wrong in the town and the radio guys are talking about how, you know, who's going to clean up this town. And it's obviously going to be Terry. Terry's the guy that you're looking for. If you're looking for somebody to clean up a town, somebody named Terry is the perfect person to do that. So he goes into the office and that's where we figure out that, you know, it's not just bad radio that we have in this town. We've got some really bad cops, but we've got one really good cop at the same time. Where is he? I'm right here, genius. Chief, I was just uh, about to... You know, um... save your bullshit, Lou. I could smell you the moment you pulled into the station. Fuck. Tina should have been off night watch, what, two hours ago? Get an update from her. What's up his ass? They hit Monroe's gas station last night. Who? Piggies. Sergeant Tina Walsh. Willie, you again. Yeah, slow down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. okay, I got it. Disturbance call. Your boyfriend, Willie Higgins. <sighs> you think you could get this one? So he's barely gotten into this, like, work. And Lou already wants to pass the buck over to Tina, who, as we walked into the police station, she's been the deputy of the month for months, right? It's only Tina's name on the fucking board. Lou, he's a piece of shit, all right? All he wants to do is drink, sleep, fuck, and then show up for work late. And, you know, honestly, I think that's most Americans, even though I'm pretty sure this isn't supposed to be based in America. I know it was filmed in parts of Saskatchewan and Moose Jaw, and... But still, this feels like it's meant to be an American cop for some reason, just because, you know, they're doing a little bit of commentary on the police here in the U.S. Uh, or it's just a shitty cop. It's probably just a shitty cop is all he really is. So his friend Willie uh, needs some help. And <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, you, you, he's probably the best actor in the whole film. Right next to Tina, I would say he and Tina are probably the top two. And even though they're not the greatest in the world, I am not a huge fan of Lou, who's played by Leo Fafarad. Uh, and I hope I said that name right, but I can never say fucking names right in this fucking podcast. But he, like, he's fine for what needs to be done, right? He's like the drunken cop, and he's got his weird-looking face. But he doesn't really say that much that's, like, super important. But 
the role that Tina has to play is pretty well done in that, like, you know, smart aleck, know-it-all cop, like the best cop on the force type of thing. The the sheriff guy is okay, too. But I really enjoy Willie's performance, who happens to be played by Jonathan Cherry. Uh, and he it just, I don't know, there's something about it. It really is that kind of, like, it reminds me of the neighbor in Office Space. I always forget who that, you know, the neighbor's name is. And the actors, too, just fucking escapes me. I think it's Diedrich Bader. I think that's who it is. And it just reminds me of that. Like, he's a guy that's kind of a redneck, but kind of has his shit together, at least in the world that he's in. And he's good friends with Lou, right? As we see in the scene uh, here where he basically tries to tell him that there's something weird going on in the town. Please tell me this is a Bigfoot sex tape. No. Do you, do you believe in the occult, Lou? Because I think I know what's been happening to all the missing pets around town. You, you... Jesus Christ. Teenagers. They've been sacrificing them to Satan. Well, God knows why, I don't know. I assume they've been doing some kinky sexual stuff, but they've been... Creeping around in the bushes out back all week. Pun. Hey. <laughs> I'm here in the woods. The noises have stopped. I think I'm alone. Look here. There's the mark of the beast. Proof. So I'm gonna give you an AK-47. I'm gonna take an M16. We're gonna find those kids. Ever hear of heavy metal? Like lead. Fucking mercury. No. Oh, my God. It's been a slice, but I have real police work to do. This is real, Lou. You're going to see tonight when I do a citizen's arrest on a teenager with a fucking shotgun. Remember what happened to the boy that cried wolf, Willie? Nothing happened to him, but that town's flock was fucked. Okay, there's a lot of little things that I love in this little clip. The first one being, of course, when Lou asked Willie, have you ever heard of heavy metal? And he's like, what, lead? Mercury? No, I'm afraid you haven't. Come on, man. Don't be one of those fucking hipsters out there. Well, I have no idea what this genre of music is. I only know fucking underwater snake jazz. That's all I fucking know. No, you know what fucking head of heavy metal is. You've heard of those pop stars. You know who fucking Dawkins is. You've heard the Dream Warriors. Come on. You know these things fucking Willie. Don't be that fucking hipster. But I really do like the way they do the joke on that one. And then at the end, it's still like, you ever heard what happened to the, the boy who cried wolf? And he's like, nothing. Nothing. What What the fuck are you talking about, Willie? The boy who cried wolf, he ended up getting eaten by the goddamn wolf. And then you're talking about how the flock in that town was fucked. Yeah, of course they were fucked. And then Lou is sitting there listening to the whole thing about, oh, I think it's the occult over here. And meanwhile, Willie's also showing him fucking video of these fucking pentagrams being hung all over the goddamn forest. And he's just like, no, eh, it's just kids listening to heavy metal music and just fucking pretending to be sacrificing people out there. Like, how does he know they're sacrificing people? Well, we find out things later, if you know where the movie's going. If you don't, then uh, we're going to know later why. And I like how the setup goes with a lot of things. And I, I hope I remember that I'm going to talk about it later. 
because, you know, me and I like to talk and then I forget what my points were going to be at the beginning of the goddamn podcast. But nonetheless, it's still kind of like a really interesting situation that we got here when we get revelations later in the movie and how they set up a lot of things. So, yeah, he doesn't really give a shit. Lou doesn't really want to do anything to do with the job. He goes over to Willie's. He's friendly with him, and he's kind of like one of his good friends. But at the same time, he's just like, look, why do you keep bringing me this shit? You know I don't have any interest in this, and I don't think that anything's going to happen in this with, with your fucking occult bullshit. But of course, we know better. Something's probably going to happen to him since he's also our titular wolf cop. Uh, so he decides to leave Willie's and where's the place that he wants to go? He wants to go where everybody knows his fucking name. And that's at the fucking bar, the tooth and nail. Huh? I wonder why it's named that where we have our voluptuous bar bartender there, uh, named Jessica, who seems to be kind of smitten with Lou, but at the same time also seems to just be like leading him on the usual. Stocking up for the drink and shoot. Thanks to our forefathers, in two days, this bar will be full of drunk hunters. That's what we need. Bunch of drunks with guns running around. <laughs> Very funny. I'll have you know I haven't fired mine in years. Are you sure you still know how to use it? Jess, whiskey for my boys and water for my horses. Deputy. Keeping the streets safe, I see. Come on, beat it! It's time for a change, Woodhaven! It's time to take on those who run this town with their drugs and corruption. Our... Local law enforcement has done nothing for generations. And Mayor Bradley, she's more concerned with selling this town than with running it. It's time we clean up Woodhaven. And a vote for Wallace is a vote for change. So we've got a couple of new people that have popped up in here. One, like I said, there's Jessica, who's the bartender and who is, you know, knows Lou very well because it seems like all he does is goes out to investigate something, but then goes and gets drunk at the fucking bar. And then we've got our, you know, one of our bad guys over here, the gang leader with the fucking little teardrop on his fucking face that everybody's just kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to fuck with that guy. They're the drunks at the bar as well. And then we get to meet Terry Wallace for the very first time, who is running against Mayor Bradley in this upcoming election, right? And he really seems like he wants to clean everything up. Comes in there, talks about how inept the police department is, especially with Lou sitting over there just getting drunk off his ass. So, yeah. The police department is inept, except for fucking Tina, who seems to be doing her job, and nobody gives Tina the fucking respect she deserves. Okay, not even fucking Lou, because when she's been, like, staying there later than she should because she has the night shift at the fucking job, when he comes in, he's just like, can't you do it? And she's like, wanna go home, motherfucker? You do this shit, you know? And then you also have an event 
that I only would exist in a movie like this in a comedy horror movie or just a comedy in general where we have the drink and shoot where they go hunting but getting fucking wasted. What? Like who in the community think that, and this is a tradition? It's a fucking tradition that you're running right now that you're going to go out there. You can give all these hunters this town that is fucking lawless as shit. And you're going to give them fucking guns and get them loaded on something else. I mean, you have a very high supply of Jack Daniels who must have also put some money in this movie because that's all I ever see people fucking drink in this movie is Jack fucking Daniels and straight Jack fucking Daniels. Nothing like there's nothing wrong with drinking straight Jack. Okay. But with ice, at least get a nice whiskey stone in there. Give it a little bit of a chill, not just like straight from the fucking thing. Like even for me, that fucking burns. Cause it's a, you know, relatively inexpensive whiskey. That's readily available for everyone. Not saying that it's bad whiskey. It's just, if you get real whiskey or real scotch, um, it's not going to taste like Jack fucking Daniels. Jack fucking Daniels deserves to be with a fucking Coke. That's the way that you should be drinking your Jack or maybe in a whiskey sour. If you're going to use Jack, I mean, Jack should just be well fucking whiskey. To be honest with you, if you go into a bar and you ask for whiskey, they should just give you Jack and not give you something like really random, you know, (laughs) you know, third tier like paps blue ribbon version of fucking whiskey where it costs you a dollar 25 for a fucking shot you know they should at least give you something relatively decent like jack daniels and honestly i really do like the honey version of it but there definitely are better whiskeys that are out there and i'm pretty sure you know a lot of you listening out there might agree with me but it's not to say again that i'm a snob when it comes to jack daniels i'll drink it it's not like it's tequila and you're trying to fucking give me jose cuervo where that thing's a piece of shit but nonetheless i digress so you got terry coming in there talking about how he wants to change the city he's got his whole entourage with him as well and then the bar patrons just start fucking throwing shit at him because Why the fuck not? You might as well throw shit at poor Terry over here that's trying to make your city better when you have a mayor that's a piece of shit that's letting it be run into the ground. Because you can see how everything looks over there, so what the hell... Uh, you know, are you going to do? You're going to vote for the new guy that looks like you might want to change some shit, or are you going to keep voting for the same shit that's going to put the 17th fucking liquor and donuts in your town? You're going to go with the same piece of shit that puts the 17th liquor and donuts in your town because you got to have liquor with your donuts. That's all there is to it. So, Lou, after getting his shots, after not stopping anybody, throwing fucking garbage at anybody, goes back over to the station, and that's where that evening. He is approached by his, you know, leading officer, his chief officer, and tells him that Willie's reporting something else and needs to get his ass into the forest. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Did you find anything? Anything. A disturbance call? Just some kids partying in the bush. Well, it seems like they're at it again. We just got another complaint. Maybe you could catch him in the act for a change? Well, I just started my shift. I can take it. No, Mr. Thin Ice over here, he can deal with it. There you go. Maybe try getting off your bar stool this time. Just this once. So now Lou's got to go into the forest and actually be a fucking cop for a little bit. 
which I understand it's really hard for him to get off his ass after he's been drinking all day at the bar instead of roaming the town and stopping fucking crime. And, you know, I'd probably be a little bit wasted too, and he's got no more fucking Excedrin or whatever medicine he has inside of his drawer that also has like 17 fucking bottles in it. But, you know, sleep would be better for him than going out into the woods, but he's got to go out into the woods. So he goes out into the local woods, which... It's really funny in general in this movie. Like, it doesn't take place in many places. Like, they have a set, like, for the liquor and donuts place. They've got the police office. They've got the bar. They've got his house. And then they've got the woods. <laughs> and and they call it a forest, but it's not really a forest. If that's a forest, then I live in fucking the, the mountains of fucking Nepal out over here, Okay where I'm left alone and there's nobody here except for maybe a couple of monks and we're on really good fucking terms because I teach them some stuff about meditation and not being angry all the time and not screaming and yelling about movies and then they teach me how to find inner peace and it's everything really great we live in this wonderful fucking society uh but it's like a couple of like thin fucking trees like, it belongs on the fucking plateaus of the Mojave Desert where anything, like, barely grows out there except for maybe a couple of trees, you know, a couple of coyotes that live out there, an armadillo or two, and that's about it. It's, it's just such a show bare bones. It's like, look, we found this spot. This is the spot we're going to film at because nobody knows that we're fucking out here and we're just going to do it. That's exactly where he ends up in this quote-unquote forest. So he's out there, he's looking around, and he does find a couple of the, you know, weird satanic, like, ritual type things. And then he runs into Terry, who has been beat the fuck up. And he's already, like, tied up and kind of bleeding. I think he's up in a tree uh, or hanging from a tree. And then Lou gets knocked out, and he wakes up in the next morning to find out that, you know, he must have dreamed the whole thing or how did he fucking get there he walks over to the the bathroom mirror and then he goes first he starts like he looks at himself oh something's really weird opens his shirt up and then he's got a fucking pentagram sketched all over his fucking chest like carved into his chest with a fucking knife and he's just like huh that's new i wonder what the fuck that is and then he goes and shaves, shaves his five o'clock shadow for the day because, you know what, he needs to look somewhat presentable when he's going to do nothing for his fucking job. So he shaves his face and then it grows right back in and he's like, huh, that's fucking new. So the only way that he can do anything and live for the day, he puts on like a patch on his chest to basically cover up the pentagram, even though it's sticking out the top. Because, and it's weird because it's obviously that somebody shaved his chest, right? And why, when the pentagram has like been on there, why is no hair growing in that area? If when he barely shaves his fucking face, the hair grows back as well, unless he's always been just like a clean shaven twink everywhere else. And then, you know, whatever he's got, whatever curse he's got, is just like, yeah, you know what? Until you transform, hey, you can stay a twink. I don't really fucking care. And that's when he gets the, the phone call from, you know, everybody back at the station to tell him that he needs to go back out into the forest because something's happened out there. Now, when he gets to the forest, he sees that poor old Terry 
He's laying there on the ground with needle marks in his arm, a giant fucking scratch in his fucking throat, and that he must be dead. And uh, yeah, let's let's listen on in. There, Terry Wallace. The mayoral race just got a whole lot easier to call. Hello? Did you see anything suspicious last night? Just didn't peg Harry for a junkie. Eh, sometimes people wear a different face in public. Especially politicians. It's a shame. You had my vote. <laughs> Bob! Thank you. There we go. Well, that's a lot of track marks. Hunter found them this morning, called it in. Looks like he called the whole town, too. I never saw Terry as much of a hunter. What about the neck wound? Imagine a critter got to him last night. Keep your eye open for a stone coyote. Well, I mean, is it an attack? Or is it an OD? In terms of cause of death, I'm leaning towards an OD, but I'll need an autopsy. All right, now, Terry's a well-known figure, so we keep this quiet until we get all the facts, all right? It's so ridiculous. This whole little scenario is totally ridiculous because his neck is completely gutted out. Like they're just giant fucking gash marks in his neck and it doesn't look like an animal's attacked him. But you've got the weird little flashbacks that Lou's got going on in his head where, you know, something happened to him the night before and he saw what was going on, which looked like that was some like random group of robed people possibly the people we saw at the beginning of the movie like attacking him and also carving shit into him as well and they're not looking at anything else and then he's like he's laying there with his like or more like sitting or leaning back against something and his like eyes are all like things out and the needles in his fucking hand but it's not in his fucking right hand where you would be putting the like needle into your left arm because that's where all the track marks are no it's in his left hand like he's smoking it like a cigarette like he's like ah fucking heroin this is great you know what i'm gonna do now because this feels so good i'm gonna smoke this fucking needle yeah man it's gonna look so fucking cool we're just gonna oh yeah heroin oh yeah like he's the fucking skeleton from the last unicorn drinking his wine it's ridiculous but like they totally i get it there there's a reason why we're going this way one to show the ineptitude of the police here and looking at him be like well he must have od'd no it really has nothing to do with the fucking neck marks that's just some riled animal we're gonna look for a stone fox stone fox isn't gonna do that shit isn't gonna rip out the fucking jugular of a fucking man Okay, it's not even going to chew on it. It doesn't even look like there's bite marks. They're fucking deep incisions into his fucking neck. Okay, you're not going to investigate the rest of the body. All you're going to do is just sit there and let it do whatever it needs to do. And so (laughs) after they do this, you've got him like the the chief here, the sheriff, uh, you know, telling them, look, don't let this fucking get out. And of course, what happens next? Good old current mayor has to get on the news and explain what she thinks happens to poor old fucking Terry. Mayor, 
Was this an animal attack? Well, of course, we can't comment on all the details at the moment, but uh, as you know, it is our top priority. How will this impact the festival? Well, I think in the wake of this tragedy, the drink and shoot is going to have to be canceled. What the fuck? You're going to cancel the fucking drink and shoot? You mean the event where people are just going to go get fucking drunk and try to shoot down some mythical fucking creature that you're talking about? Like, wh- where did this come from? Like, they're talking about some, like, man bear pig out in the fucking forest that's attacking people, and you're going to get drunk, and you're probably going to be drinking fucking absinthe so you can fucking hallucinate the thing, and then poor Bob over here, you're going to go Dick Cheney on his fucking ass and shoot him in the fucking face. And you're going to be like, oh, well, I thought he was a man bear, but like, it, it makes no fucking sense why you have this event. It should be canceled every fucking year. It shouldn't just be the one time that you're going to do these fucking things. You're just going <laughs> to, it's the most ridiculous thing ever is, is this thing. And oh no, it's going to be canceled. What are we going to do? We can't fucking drink and shoot fucking things. You still can. You can just have your own fucking drink and shoot. You don't need to be fucking out there and doing it because it happens once a fucking year. Okay? You probably also can get robbed while you're out there. You can get drunk on fucking cat piss in your face. And then you're going to think that you're shooting something. But really, you're just kind of rooming around. And then the gang leader and his cronies are going to come by and steal all your fucking shit. And you'll be like... Well, at least we caught the weird bear thing, but I got fucking robbed. So, it's just, it's so fucking ridiculous. Uh, But, yeah, so, from here we go back over and we see that Lou is looking at the body once again. But, he seems that he's got some type of, like, heightened senses. Because before he got here, when he left his house, all of a sudden when he stepped outside... And he stumbled, then he could hear, like, everything. He hear birds, he could hear cars from far away. And then we actually got to meet this guy and his dog, where he's treating his dog bad, and Lou threatens him, maybe with a good time, maybe not, who knows. But the guy just kind of, like, kicks his dog, spits in a cup, which is fucking disgusting, and then runs away, you know, afterwards when Lou goes and tries to check everything out. So... All of a sudden, he's got these heightened senses, and as he's looking at the body, that's when he recognizes that Tina is coming up. What is it, Tina? How'd you know it was me? I smelled your perfume. I don't wear any. You buying this? Feels oddly familiar, no? I'm not trying to dredge up the past. I'm just saying, when was the last time they canceled the drink and shoot? I know where you're going with this, and I'm not biting. Just saying. Oh, shit. Look down, Tina. Has to come poking her nose. I'm standing in the forest where locals have gathered for generations, drink in hand, to hunt the mythical Woodhaven beast. Today, this annual tradition is in jeopardy due to a gruesome discovery. To Terry Wallace. Such a shame about Terry. This town could have used some new blood. Well, they certainly got it today. Ooh. Too soon? 
You know everyone in town. Popular. Very pretty. <laughs> Maybe you should run. You think I could give Bradley a run for her money? You got my vote. Mine too. I have to ask. What's this? Police work. Really? What? I just don't think I've ever seen you do actual work before. Well, as Terry nobly said, it's time for a change. Oh, so he's actually going to fucking do something now? Because all of a sudden he's feeling the effects of whatever the fuck's been done to him. He's going to go out there and he's going to start like, Ooh, I'm going to take the information that Tina fucking gave me and then I'm going to think about it. Well, every 32 years this has happened. It's been canceled every time. And he's writing down his notes. But he's not the one that figured this shit out. Tina was. Give Tina some fucking credit here. He thinks he's going to be a good cop because all of a sudden he came up with these fucking ideas. But no, 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 no. It was fucking Tina that told you about there's something weird going on here. And because he doesn't want her to get involved with whatever is going on with him, you know, he just is like, nope, don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of this and goes right back to the bar and decides that now I'm going to do my police work, right? That's the only way he's going to do it. Make sure I get fucking loaded and do my fucking cop work. So he sits there with Jessica and, you know, they're talking and eventually she looks up at the, the clock and says, well, we're closing. There's a prior engagement going on here and kicks everybody else except for Lou here out of the bar. And then she basically kind of comes on to him and she's like, you want to go back to your place? You know, or well, actually he kind of asks her, hey, you want to come back to mine? And she's like, sure, just give me a moment. And as he's like getting up off the, the stool, he like begins getting sick. And so he goes downstairs to the bathroom and that's where, boy, it's a scene that I don't think I ever wanted to see where he goes to pee. And when he goes to pee, he starts changing into the wolf. And the first thing that we see get changed in the wolf is his giant wolf dick. And I... I really did need to see it, and it surprised the ever-loving shit out of me. I wasn't sure why I was going to have to see a fucking wolf cock in this movie, but I have to see not just a wolf cop, but also wolf cock. So, he gets that, and then he it's a pretty gruesome transformation, let me tell you. The, the first time and the second time are both pretty gruesome, but what I really do like about the transformation is the fact that like he breaks out of his skin right where things just start coming off of me his arm skin starts coming off his face skin his whole face comes off of his body you know and is just all over the floor in a giant fucking mess it's really sick disgusting and really awesome at the same time i was very surprised at the work that they put into this I mean, everything in this movie so far has been really, like, low budget. From the sets to the the costumes, like, everything. But this is absolutely amazing what they're able to do with the special effects. And I see we're probably where a lot of the budget went to was to making these two transformation sequences, which are fucking awesome. They're great. And so he transforms into the wolf cop, and that's when some of the gang leader's thugs come downstairs into the bathroom and try to fuck him up, but instead, they get fucked up. 
And again, it's really bloody and awesome. And it's a great little scene, such a tight nip corner just in the bathroom where they're just getting the ever loving shit beat out of them. Arms ripped off and slashes to the throat. And they're trying to get the wolf cop, but they're unable to do so. And one of them ends up running away. And that's where, you know, Jessica, she comes to the top and she hears everything going on downstairs. And then she walks off off screen for what's going on. And that's where we pop up into the next morning where we see that Willie has Lou strapped to a bed wearing a pink robe as well as being handcuffed with fuzzy pink handcuffs. And Lou wonders, what the fuck is he doing there? Morning, Lou Guru. How's your butt? Willie, what the hell? I'm sorry, man. Those are my only cuffs. I improvised. The hell's gotten into you? Oh, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Play. What are you showing me? Well, that's you, Lou. Last night. This is Willie. I just shot Lou Guru. He's a fucking wolf. I just put three shrinks around his back. Lou, wolf, fucking. He's out. <laughs> so who's crying wolf now so it's funny because the entire time he always calls him by his first name and especially after he's transformed into a werewolf right and you know that like i said earlier lou guru is equal to werewolf in french so it's it's really funny that that's what he's constantly calling him throughout the whole fucking movie it's also funny because he wakes up and the dog's on the bed and he's dressed in those like with no clothes on handcuffed up and there's a dog just laying right next to his crotch you know the first thing that must be going through his mind is that i've gotten drunk and fucked a lot of bitches that i didn't know who they were and this is the first time i probably fucked a real bitch and (laughs) it's just absolutely terrible for him but you know, he still doesn't believe what the hell is going on. I like the whole, well, who's crying wolf now? But that's not the story, Willie. Like, get your shit together. So they go upstairs and, you know, Willie basically wants to give him breakfast, explains to him that, hey, you know, I washed your shit because it was covered in blood, covered in a lot of blood. And uh, when he feeds him breakfast to put some weird stuff into the eggs, uh, to test something to see what's happened to Lou. That proves that. What the fuck? Wolfsbane. It's, it's what McCarlick is. Vampires, Wolfsbane is. Don't say it. It's all Chewbacca things got your fucking senses going into overdrive. Hey, hey, listen, you, you, you may or you may not just start to get your period. I, I'm gonna make you some new eggs. Don't bother. Tina's coming. Now, last night was a full moon, so I I did some research, and between now and the solar eclipse, I'm going to have to keep an eye on you. For how long? uh, Two days, give or take. But Lou, we're going to have to lock you up tonight. Come by the station at dusk. Jesus, Lou, I've been looking everywhere. Good morning to you, too. What's your panic? There's been another incident. 
Jessica's bar. So it's really amazing that he actually has this wolfbane. Like, who just carries it on them, leaves it in the kitchen, just in case. Just in case there's a werewolf at some way, you know, shape or form that maybe it's a friend of mine or it's a random guy that I capture because, you know, he's really kind of into this strange shit as well, but he just has it on hand and it seems awfully weird that he has it. And then he puts it into his goddamn eggs and then Lou is like, oh, that shit's disgusting. And he's like, yeah, well, that's because it's wolfbane and werewolves don't like that. And Lou tries to shut him down right away. Could also be that it just tastes fucking disgusting. And unlike, you know, garlic really doesn't work on vampires. At least it wouldn't work on fucking Dracula. You know, who knows if Wolfsbane actually works on every single werewolf that you come and meet. Maybe just the lower werewolves, not the wolf cops. So you got Tina here coming saying, hey, something's happened at the bar. And so they all go over to the bar, and that's where the chief or the sheriff is already there, and right away begins to give shit to Lou. Lou, you know I've given up expecting you to be a great cop, but the least you could do is be a cop who shows up on time. Now, I don't know if you're ashamed, but I do know that your dad sure as shit would be. Jesse, thank you. We'll keep you posted. Well, thank you, Ray. Make yourself useful. See Jesse to her car. Chief, with all due respect, between this and Wallace, I think we're in over our head. Might be time to bring someone in from the city. This stays local. You understand? Maybe you could stop trying to do my job and secure the crime scene. Hmm? How about that? Yeah, how about that? Why don't you go take it outside? How about that? Oh, God, I hate the fucking little... Nonetheless, it's it's funny because she just starts laying into fucking Lou. And it's like, well, it wasn't my fault this time because I was handcuffed to a bed in frilly fucking underwear. And there was a dog there. Oh, maybe I shouldn't talk anymore about this. But he's like, you know, he something happened to him last night. He doesn't know what it was. It definitely wasn't being drunk. Well, probably had something to do with it, but there's obviously something that had happened back there and he just has memories of what it might have been, right? And he, so he gets told to take Jessica outside while Tina's the one that has to clean up and like take care of the crime scene. And like, she's not doing his job. She's being a fucking cop. Once again, everybody's belittling fucking Tina, who's a good fucking cop and should be the one to take a statement from Jessica instead of fucking drunk motherfucking Lou over here, Mr. Fucking soon to be wolf cop, you know, going outside and getting to flirt more with fucking Jessica as she's like, oh, I'll see you later. I'm just going to go home because this is a fucking crime scene and shit went down and I'm okay because you didn't do anything to me, but you weren't yourself. Like... They're perfectly putting him in situations that he doesn't necessarily need to be in the middle of. That's, again, something strange that the movie's doing, but makes sense as we get towards the end of the movie. So they, Lou goes back inside after Jessica leaves, and he goes downstairs into the bathroom, and that's where we get this from the trailer too, and probably my favorite thing that Tina does in the whole movie when she finds a random face inside the bathroom like a face it kind of looks like you oh sorry i'm late chief i to stop off at the brewery do some investigating 
So if you had to guess, what happened here? Two dead men in a bathroom? Not for the excess of severed flesh, I would have guessed lover's quarrel. Is that animal hair? I don't know. What do you think, Lou? Look, you've been covering me a lot lately. Why don't you take off? I'll cover the night shift. Are you drunk? Trying to be nice. Nice. Yeah, you don't do this type of bullshit all the fucking time. What the hell's your angle? What's the thing going on? Because he doesn't want to recognize that there is fucking animal fur that's all over the fucking bathroom as well. Like, the coroner picks it up and looks at his A. What do you think, Lou? Like, she automatically goes and says, I think it's animal fur. Oh, fuck you, Tina. You don't need to you put your fucking face in all this stuff. We got a real drunken man over here that can handle this shit. Hey, Lou, what does it look like to you? And he's like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Why are, you, why are you asking me? I don't... I don't I mean, I didn't turn into a werewolf and fucking kill these people, okay? I didn't do it. No, damn it. I didn't do it. Oh, hi, Mark. But it's it's so ridiculous that, like, they totally skip over Tina the whole time, and that's just going to be the downfall of everybody in this fucking movie because they forgot about Tina, and you don't forget about Tina. So, and I love that she plays with the face. That that is absolutely is my favorite part of this whole fucking movie is this little scene right here because she just and it, the makeup looks so good the the face looks so good too and it really pretty much does look like Lou at the same time even though it looks like it has like a mustache or something like that like it's got a Mario stash on its fucking face in fact it could possibly be Mario's fucking face I don't fucking know but you have him like looking at her and she's just do 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 oh i'll be in a bit just gotta go down by the brewery like (laughs) mocking him with a random severed face was something i never thought i'd see in this movie except for i saw it on the trailer like that sucks it's one of those things where i wish i had seen this outside of the trailer but you know i watch the trailers before i do any of the movies to get the audio and shit like that so it sucks i wish i had never seen that because i would have laughed my ass off if i had seen it for the first time but i still really love it and it still is my favorite part of the movie um and the fact that she recognizes already that it's basically him right so she leaves and he ends up you know going and helping with the investigation a little further and from here we cut over to the gang leader who's had the one guy that ran away he's shown back up and he's going to report back to his boss, but he's uh, he's not going to get a good surprise from his boss. One simple task. Knock the cop out and bring him to me by 10 p.m. Boss, we tried, but when, when we got there, he... You were late. Timing is everything. It's how the world runs. It's how a business thrives. Every second is precious. Because you see, time is the one thing that money can't buy. But he wasn't a... He... He, he was a... A, a big fucking wolf! <laughs> a wolf? Yeah. Fucking yeah. Now, are you sure that your eyes weren't playing tricks on you? I... I saw what I saw with my own eye. Well, let's see then, shall we? 
Keep your eye on the time. You dumb fuck. I this this is so ridiculous for this whole scene that's going on here. And you have to catch it like he's I saw him with my own eye, and that's why he stabs out the other eye. Like he just takes his knife and fucking stabs it into his skull, pulls it out. There's not a whole lot of blood either, so like I guess when you stab somebody's eye, you don't get ton of blood i i don't know i don't know what's going on i've never had my eyes fucking stabbed out so i wouldn't know what's going on in this situation but he uh loses an eye over the whole thing so he better keep an eye out he 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 uh it's why would you maim your own guys you know it's like when the joker kills his sidekick you know in the 1989 batman and then the next guy steps up and is the new like you know guy He's no longer his number one guy, but he's got a new number one guy that's over there. So it's he gets his eyes stabbed out, and that's when we cut back to Lou, who's now gone to the library because he's trying to investigate more of what's happened in the town's history. And eventually he decides he needs to look into the world of the occult, and he asks the librarian if they have any books on Satan worship. And they're just like, look, and once again, it's one of the fucking hottest librarians I've ever fucking seen. And they're only in fucking movies. Like, that's the nerd girl that's going to put down her hair and all of a sudden be super fucking hot. Even though she looks super fucking hot with her glasses, her black hair, the ponytail, the slim black dress, everything that's going on there. And I'd rather go after her than fucking Jessica. Even though Jessica's a little bit shorter, but maybe this girl's wearing high heels. I don't really know. I kind of like short girls in general so it's kind of like but she's just a little too stacked for me if you know what i mean like she's constantly wearing a corset so i don't know if what's real and what's not real whereas this girl in the tiny black dress that is a librarian is probably dorky enough for me and i don't have to worry about her slipping something in my drink because i know i turn into a werewolf every fucking night so he gets the book on the occult, checks it out from the library, and then he goes over to Willie's house to talk some lycanthrope lore for the movie. Where'd you find this? Library. It's misfiled for years. Licky, lychee, fucking I don't know. Werewolf. It says here werewolves are created in a baptism of blood. The sacrifice of an innocent turns another into a beast. Yeah, that makes total sense. According to this, werewolves are pretty much impossible to kill during phases of the full moon. So it's usually a village idiot. Village idiot. Hey, Luke, this is a book about you. Someone easily contained leading up to the... Reckoning. What the hell's that? I'm not a werewolf expert, man. I don't know. The Reckoning. The reason for the ritual. The blood of the beast is drained during the solar eclipse when the wolf is rendered weak. Who the hell would want werewolf blood? Looks like changelings. Shapeshifters. Apparently the blood of one werewolf can maintain their power for decades. What do they do? Crystallize it? Drink it up like Tang? Who fucking does that? Do you think I'm myself when I'm the wolf? I recognize you, man. Same uniform. Plus, you know, you were drunk, so I knew it was you. Why? We found two dead men this morning. Ripped to shreds in a bathroom. You think that was the hairy you? 
Well, I remember an attack. I don't remember killing anyone, though. You see, you did seem, like, freakishly strong, right? And you had those, those teeth and those claws. Plus, you got that you know, low self-esteem, low IQ, daddy issues. You're an alcoholic, so you gotta have some rage, right? And that's a lethal combo, man. I would've killed myself, but hey, don't worry, man. More strengths. Street name, see you in a fucking week. Jesus, Willie, that's enough to drop a hippo. <laughs> it's the plan. Shit. <laughs> so it's weird and kind of crazy what's going on here with the whole situation with Willie because he seems to know a lot, but he's like, I'm no werewolf expert. And then this book of the occult that they have here, it was somehow misfiled inside of the library. Like it wasn't put into the right fucking section. The, where, what happens here? Like, what's the situation that goes on in that you don't actually know where the stuff is in your own fucking library? And nobody's seen this book before. Though Willie, when he looks at it, he looks a little surprised that that book is in the possession of Lou. And then all of a sudden we're talking about, like, shape-shifting lizard people? What the fuck is up with that? And they require werewolf blood? Like, the whole lore of the werewolves in this movie is weird. It's it's not, it's like kind of traditional, but not. Like, the transformation or turning somebody into a werewolf is ridiculous, right? So you have to sacrifice somebody else and their blood, and I guess then you do a ritual with the wolf, which means that Terry was the one that was sacrificed, and then they had to carve the whatever ritual into his chest and then douse him in Terry's blood, and then that turned him into the werewolf? Or they did something else, and it's all to get werewolf blood, right? And what's funny is because he says, what do they do? Like, crystallize it and then save it for later? Then we cut over to the gang leaders who are all, like, you know, they're making their drugs over there in some random barn somewhere, and we see that the gang leader himself is laying out these lines of this orange powder and then he snorts it. And it's like, what the hell was that? You know, with the whole thing going on. So it's, it's weird that we know that there's some type of connection that somebody in this town, there must be shapeshifters somewhere or the people that we saw in the beginning of the movie, they're the actual shapeshifters. And so they go ahead and, and kill werewolves every couple of centuries or centuries decades okay it would be weird if they killed them every couple of centuries especially since this happens every 32 years but they go and then they get the blood and that blood sustains their life for like force for the next 32 years so and it it's also funny how willie talks about lou and is like oh this book is you like it's a double entendre, right? Because it's him as a fucking werewolf. It's about him as a werewolf. But the fact that they always pick somebody that's stupid and lazy to be the werewolf because it's so hard to kill the person that is the werewolf. So if it's a good werewolf or, or a good person that they turn to a werewolf, then, you know, they can't fight back against it. But if they get an idiot who is all of a sudden the werewolf is easy to catch, just decides to go out there and do wolf things or, you know, hey, it's like fucking, you know, Kevin Bacon and Hollow Man. I'm going to be invisible, so I'm going to go off and fucking molest and rape people. That's just what I'm going to do for this. And here, the werewolf guy is just like, look, I'm just going to go and be a fucking wolf. I'm going to go howl at the moon. 
I'm going to go steal from liquor and donuts, and uh, maybe I'm going to get it on with another wolf because I've always wanted to try bestiality, and this isn't bestiality anymore because I'm a wolf, she's a wolf. It all works out. Maybe I'll go fuck myself a bear. Maybe that's what I'm going to do. going to go over there say, guess what? I'm a bear. <laughs> and so uh, it's it's just ridiculous like to think of what it, what it is and exactly – the lore of wolves in here, unlike other wolf movies where it's always kind of like another werewolf attacks a guy, they get bitten or they get scratched or whatever it is. And then they they take over the form of the werewolf right after everything is done. So it's, it's interesting. It fits for this movie, especially where they're going with it. And it's not bad. Like the whole lore thing that they're trying to put in for wolves. It's not that bad. In fact, like I said, it's, it fits the movie pretty well. So that evening, they go back to the police station, and Lou is locked behind the bars in their little, like, prison cell that they've got inside the station. And Willie's got a camcorder that he's focusing there on Lou to make sure that it records what happens when he transforms. And that's when, uh, well, that's when Tina also shows up. But the whole situation and what he wants him to do, what Willie wants him to do before it transformed is kind of suspect. I'm so nervous. I'm excited. Nervous? Yeah. Yeah. It's exhilarating. Okay. Now, uh, take off your gitch. No. Yeah, yeah, Luke, take it off. It's for science. I'm not taking my gitch off, Willie. Lose your gitch for science. Lose your gitch. Okay, turn around. Hands on the wall, bend over. <laughs> I'm just, I'm fucking with you. Now, if you can fucking just, like, transform, like, right in that spot. Really? We got a shot. Take off your gitch. It's for science, just man. Just forget the gitch. Hello. You guys shooting a movie? What? No. It's a, it's a science, science movie. Lou, can I talk to you for a second? Alone? I'll be back in a minute and 45 seconds. What's going on with you? What do you mean? You've gone from lazy to weird, and you're spending a lot of time with Willie. <sighs> He's helping me. Willie is helping you. <laughs> okay, well now I'm worried. You wouldn't understand. Wouldn't I? Lou, you and I have more in common than not. You know why I became a cop? Is this a long story? My dad used to run the bar. Jess's bar. He got mixed up in the wrong crowd, and... And when he went missing, your dad was the only one that tried to find him. The only one who cared. I already know this. I don't believe your father's death was an accident. Any more than I believe my father was killed by an animal attack, like Terry Wallace. I know this town has secrets, but if you don't want to trust me, just be safe. Okay, so there's a lot that's kind of going on here. First, let's talk about Willie and Lou and the fact that he wants him to not wear his underwear. Like, gitch, I've never heard that term before, but I'm assuming it's his underwear, right? He wants him to take off the underwear for science or the fact that he just wants to see his dick and butthole because he asked him to put his, like, take it off, put his hands on the wall or, like, lean against the wall and spread, you know, because that's for science too. want to see what a nice brown eye you've got back there. And maybe he's worried that, you know, because he drinks so much, he's got a bunch of skid marks and he doesn't want to fucking show the skid marks in his underwear. 
and imagine getting that thought out of your head. You're welcome. Uh, but, you know, Lou is just like, no, why, why do I need to do it? Why do I need to take that off? I'm just going to stay this way and that's it. Unless he actually is fucking naked and he's just got like, you know, a cock sock over his fucking dick. And that's why he's like, look, take off the cock sock. We need to see the cock. Let's do it. Come on. I want to make sure that that grows the same too. And honestly, I would be afraid after already seeing the fucking wolf cock. I don't think anybody would want to have anything to do with that at the same time. But we're going to find out something different a little later. So... (laughs) We have, you know, him there behind bars. Then you have Tina fucking showing up. And Tina's just like, this is fucking weird. But okay, I'm still going to talk to you. And she's bringing her theories to the whole thing. And yeah, you can tell that Lou kind of already is putting a little bit of it together. Which the information that he already got from her. And he's been researching the same thing that she's talking about. But now we have this wrinkle that her dad and his dad died at the same time. 32 years ago except for this was the reverse her dad probably was turning the wolf and that's who we saw at the beginning of the fucking movie because we do get a flashback a little bit later actually we got a flashback earlier when she was at the bar for the first time taking pictures of the crime scene and she saw a picture on the wall of her and her dad because her dad used to own that bar and then all of a sudden jessica owns the bar and i don't know how she ended up getting the fucking bar unless the family had to sell it because poor old dad died and we find that her dad died from an animal attack so that makes me wonder who got turned to the werewolf because they say that his father lou's father was a really good cop so he wouldn't have been the idiot that was chosen he would have just been the guy that was sacrificed to turn her father into the wolf right and then i guess he was sacrificed and they got the wolf blood so whatever you're seeing that's being crystallized earlier on in the film is actually your father's blood that the shape-shifting people are probably still living off of because now they're just fucking snorting that shit like it was the best cocaine imaginable right which i guess you know wolf cocaine would probably be pretty good i mean if you were into coke and then you're mixing it with blood um might might be good Gets you high, keeps you living longer, as long as you're a shape shifter. Yeah, I guess that would be a good thing. So, you know, she's trying to make heads or tails out of it. He's just kind of blowing her off, but she's on the right track, right? And so (laughs) she leaves, Willie comes back, and we get the second more detailed transformation in the movie, and it's fucking awesome. Again, I love the fact that, like, the, the default, like, best transformation that a lot of people put in their their heads in terms of a werewolf is the transformation in american werewolf in london it's it's literally one of the best transformations from man to werewolf that you possibly have ever seen it's perfectly disturbing gross and just a marvel of fucking you know special effects and here i'm not going to put it on par with that but it's probably one of my favorite ones that I've seen. And I love the idea that the way they do it for these movies or this movie is that they basically, like I said earlier, they break out of the skin. And that's what you see here. You don't see it as gruesome as you do in the first transformation, like with the face and everything. But you definitely see his skin breaking apart and you get to see the face for the full time for the first time. Well, 
most of it. It's still not quite there, but it's not, it's weird because the first time it was like super bloody and like blood was everywhere. And when his dick was getting big, it was spurting blood. Like he was a part of fucking Guar and he had his giant cock that he was just spraying the fucking crowd with, with his blood from his, you know, his dick. If you've ever been to a Guar show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and you want to stay away from that dick blood as much as you possibly can. And so, it's just like here you have his back breaking apart and the skin. And the thing is, the skin looks really good and it looks like it could really be skin. And he's really just bursting out of his own skin. And it makes me wonder when he goes back, like, how does it all come back on? Right? Like, how does he get back to normal? Like he shrinks up and then all of a sudden it grows out of his pores. And if you're breaking skin everywhere and you're leaving your dead skin all over the place, are you now like a snake? So when you come back, you got fresh skin and it's like nice and tight in comparison to what you had for the longest time. Who knows? Maybe this is the best exfoliating product that there is, is becoming a fucking werewolf. So he goes through the whole transformation and he's still locked behind the dar- the bars. And, you know, Willie calls it one of the most beautiful things that he's ever seen. And I agree with him. It's definitely one of the best things that I've seen. And it's definitely a big highlight of the movie. But then as they're playing fish, <laughs> the phone starts ringing and that causes good old Lou to have his cop instincts kick in. I don't even know what it means, man, because I tell you in that dream, I mean, he looked pretty and it hurt so good. Go fish. Lou, it's not, hey, it's not a you play fish playing for like three hours. You should probably take one card. Take three cards. Did you, did you get a match? No, Lou. Pump your fucking brake! Luke, this is not a good idea! Robbery. Luke, you're a wolf. Cop. So fucking cheesy and so fucking good at the same time. Like, it is one of the cheesiest fucking things that they've done in the whole fucking movie, but it pumps you the fuck up. Because he's like, Lou, you can't do this. You're a wolf. Cop. <laughs> it's so dumb. And it's so great. Oh, my God. He's so dumb. But he's so cool. But it's so dumb. But it's so cool. Like, <laughs> that's all I get from this situation. And, of course, now it's time for them to go and beat the shit out of some robbers that are robbing the local liquor and donuts. And it's funny while they're in the scene and he's locked up, you know, he asks for the liquor that's on the cabinet and he drinks it hella fast and he throws it against the wall. And then he points at the donuts and Willie's like, really? You, you're that much of a stereotype. Okay. Have your fucking donuts. So once he gets, you know, the whole wolf cop thing going on now, They go to the robbery currently in progress and he just 
savagely kills everybody in there but he does a lot with the guns rather than doing it with like his superpowers and he just kind of barges in there and kills the first guy and then the other guy takes somebody hostage and he's like i've got i've got a hostage man don't do anything and then he rolls over to the side of him and shoots him in the fucking head and that's the end of that fucking robber and he saves the day by taking some liquor and some donuts with him and then when he gets back to the car he's so fucking pumped up that he rips the door off of it and wills willie's like man you know can you be any more lot i love the line too that he gives when he comes out of there he's like you sure you don't want to kill anybody on the way to the fucking car because you know trying to keep a low profile over here it's it's wonderful i love the interaction of willie like this that's one of those reasons why i think he's the best actor in this movie and it, it even kills one of the guys in the van too before he even goes inside he's hiding out in the van and he just fucking like gets into the car and mauls the guy uh and nobody notices the loud screaming that's going on outside either which is ridiculous so he he tears the door off the car and then they're just looking around and he's like well what are you gonna do now and he sees that there's a body shop and he looks over there and he's like well he's like yeah i know what you want to do and I agree with it. So they take the car into the body shop. And then he he retrofits the whole fucking car. Like, how long does this fucking take for him to be able to do this? It's so ridiculous. Like, he welds that shit. He removes the other door. He puts a fucking fin on it. You know, he wants to turn this thing into, like, a fucking rice rocket or some shit like that. He takes the police siren and lights on top and puts them on sideways instead of just leaving the way they are, and then he's going to fucking Dukes of Hazard this shit or fucking UPS drive this shit with no fucking doors on the car, and I know somebody that'd be awfully jealous that he's going to drive around like this with no fucking doors on his vehicle. So, he, you know, they, they soup up the car, and then he smells something, and so he decides to drive towards whatever he's smelling. Meanwhile, we go back over to the bar, Jessica's bar, and we see that Tina's showing up because she wants to investigate it a little bit more, and she kind of gets under Jessica's skin. This is still a crime scene. <laughs> you gonna arrest me? No. I just have a few follow-up questions. Well, I have nothing further to add. How about a drink, then? You know, I used to sit right here when I was a little girl. Drinking Shirley Temples and watching my dad work. Tina here. This is dispatch attempted robbery reported at Liquor Donuts. Reports are of a gang of pigs and large wolf on the scene. What? <sighs> Cheers. Bitch. Tina again she's pretty great too and I love this scene with her she's she's got two really well done scenes in terms of acting and it's funny because most of the actors that are in this movie are native to the area so that's why when we have the sequel a lot of the people returned once again to be in the movie that they're doing funny enough Kevin Smith is in the sequel and the only reason that he was in the sequel was because he happened to be looking for shooting locations for Moose Jaws and came and just was a part of the movie, which is pretty damn funny. So you have her now going back over to Liquor Donuts because she got the call that robbers and a wolf 
were in the liquor donuts is out there. And she's trying to get a bunch of stuff out of Jessica, but Jessica's not having it. But you can tell that she's really irked at the situation. Like, bitch, why are you here? Why are you doing this stuff? And why are you fucking investigating me? And it's weird because it all stems from the fact that there's the photo of her and her dad up on the wall. And so that's what she snatches at the last possible minute, takes the drink, takes the shot like a fucking man. Uh, well, or woman, if you want to put it in this way. But like she just takes it, downs it, and you can tell that it's not her thing. But she's doing that to assert a fucking dominance. Like she should have just ripped off her pants and panties and fucking peed all over the place and marked the bar as hers. That's how she took that shot of fucking whiskey. So she leaves to go over to where the donuts are. And that's where we follow, you know, Wolf Cop and Willie as they're driving off into the sunset. Uh, and he's smelling for whatever it is in the distance. And eventually he comes upon the gang leader's place where they're having their cocaine and meth party, you know, with all the different girls and all the different gang members and Wolf Cop crashes that shit. And he just, again, beats the ever loving shit out of all the people there. He rips off one dude's face to just display the skeleton underneath. And it's pretty fucking good looking. I love the look of the guy. You know, he's got his face ripped off and it's just the fucking skull. And it's it's done in a way so it looks like it is half of his fucking face is just gone, right? And that you're just looking mostly at the skull covered by some blackness. Like he still has a, like cognitive, like function of everything but he ain't got no face lieutenant dan okay and his face gets thrown on top of the cop car and willie tries to get it off by using the windshield wipers it's fucking ridiculous and so fucking stupid but willie's like freaking out and then he calls somebody while wolf cop is also taking the arm off one guy and beating the shit out of him with it (laughs) like i love it when movies do that that's like one of my favorite things you take off an appendage and then you beat the guy to fucking death and he's also throwing people into fires destroying all the drug making equipment and you know willie's just panicking. He's like look we got a problem with this guy here like we need to get out of here or we need to do something about him and so as the place is blowing up he's like dude uh barn's blown up it's on fire we need to get the fuck out of here he gets out of there and they go back over to the precinct meanwhile we cut over and we're back over at liquor donuts with tina and that's when you know the good old chief shows up and wonders what the fuck happened here tina two dead robbers i mean what happened wasn't me well where's luke no idea well goddamn, he's supposed to be on duty maybe it was a vigilante well, did you at least get a description? <laughs> I did. Tell him what you told me. He was a big fucking wolf cop. Tina here. Uh, there's a fire. Route 13, just off Junction 8. Fire trucks are on the way. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Okay, what I don't get here is why are they calling Tina and not the fucking sheriff? Like, the sheriff should have been the first person on the fucking scene, right? Like, why did she get the call? Like, they try calling him first, and like, we can't get to his fucking phone or anything like that, so we're just going to go ahead and fucking call you, Tina, because we know that you're going to do the shit. Or does she have to do all the fucking work in this town, and even the sheriff is a lazy motherfucker? Of course, we're going to find out more later, but that is just what's going to happen here. So, they go off to where the fire happened, and we cut back over to the police station and we see that Willie and Wolf Cop have now shown up 
at the police station, and they're going to be visited by somebody very unexpected. And that happens to be Little Red Wolf Dick Riding Hood. <laughs> That's going to be there. I, mean, I, I think we need to lay low. There's a guy he's running around with no face. Like you clearly ripped his whole face right off. Good evening, gentlemen. Oh. I'm ready to give my statement now. Yeah, I don't think this is a good idea. Say bye-bye, Willie. He is a uh, much stronger than you. He'll be in good hands. For your safety, you should keep him away from booze and uh, donuts. <laughs> I'm just. Hey, uh, you call me if you need any. Just go fuck myself. My head. What big teeth you have. Ooh, that's not all. Okay, so <laughs> there's a big problem with the scene that I have. And, and most people know that, you know, you don't just fucking whip your dick out. Like, why, why would you do that? Uh, the funny thing that happens here is that he flips him off. And he's like, oh, I guess I'll just go fuck myself, I guess. Because Wolf Cop is fucking horny as shit. He's just killed a bunch of people, ripped some dude's face off. And what wouldn't make you fucking horny? Especially when he shows up in that little red riding outfit that obviously is there to fucking seduce him. And he already wants to fuck the shit out of her when he's a fucking human. So why wouldn't his animal instincts take over? But his first instinct is, guess what? He's going to fucking Dirk Diggler the shit. This is what I come onto the table with. Boom. It <laughs> just lays his fucking dick out there. And she's impressed because she's all ready to be there to get ridden by that fucking guy. And so we get the sex scene of the movie. Ugh, it's so ridiculous. It's The music in this is so bad. It's so bad. It, in fact, I wasn't really going to do it originally. But here, I'm going to play you just a snippet of the music that you get during the sex scene. If that isn't the most 80s fucking sex music that you have ever heard, I really don't know where you've been or you've never watched a ton of 80s fucking like romance movies. Like, it's perfectly cheesy for the scene. Even the chorus, and I didn't want to play a whole lot of it, but the chorus is so fucking ridiculous. And just the the fact that they they made it as cheesy as fucking possible, that they gave it the, you know, the... And it's all these, like, synths, and it's a keyboard. I'm pretty sure that somebody's playing it on a fucking guitar. That's how 80s that shit fucking sounds, okay? It's so ridiculous. The whole scene in general is just ridiculous of him getting down there in the prison cell, you know, and he's behind her most of the time. But you don't really get to have any, like, you know, real nudity. You get, like, a hint of nipple. You know, it's just like a, here's a nipple. Oh, oh, did you see it? Did you see it? Oh, I think you got an aerial over here. But it's just, 
it's such a ridiculously long sex scene and it really doesn't need to be in. It's so fucking cheesy. It's just like, we need to waste some extra time. How do we do it? Oh, let's put in like a four minute fucking sex scene into this movie between the werewolf and the bartender. I'm sure that's going to go over really fucking well. So now that she's fucked the wolf because she really wanted to, that's when we're going to find out who this lady really fucking is. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I'm glad I waited to sleep with this improved version of you. Everything all right, lover? Sorry, Lou. But there's a lot about me you just don't know. Which hurts. Because I thought we were getting on so well. Now be a good doggy and lie down. <laughs> Such a beautiful creature. And here's the fucking twist. The first twist of the fucking movie is that she is one of the fucking shapeshifters and she's Mayor fucking Bradley. Okay? This was just like, oh, oh, oh. I'm pretty sure that the reason that he fucking keeled over is not because she dumped a bunch of the horse tranquilizer into the coffee because, you know, once they finished having sex, they had to make sure that they were both fucking smoking a cigarette because... You know, that means the sex was really fucking good for both of them, right? And and she gives him the coffee or tea or whatever the fuck he has and knocks him the fuck out. Or it could have been liquor. She just had a coffee cup and she decided to put the liquor in the coffee cup. And that's the only thing that he's going to fucking drink. Here, have some whiskey laced with a giant fucking horse tranquilizer and knocks him the fuck out. And she is just... Man... Like, the the transformation thing here, I wish, I know there wasn't the budget. There's the budget when they do, like, the faces, right? So later on, we're going to see them with the people that are the lizard people. They transform the face, but they don't really transform the body. They do that off screen. So they didn't have necessarily the budget to do that. They just had the budget to do the, you know, the face transformations, basically, is all we got for the movie. So you have him... Now, knocked out on the ground, he's fucked an old lady, well, that we know of. Actually, she's a lizard, you know, and a shape-shifting lizard, by the way. And so, we go back over to the now-exploded barn, because after the whole scene that they had, because all the drugs were there, the whole barn got fucking exploded during that whole scene. And we see that the gang leader showed up because he was there at the beginning of it. And then they thought that he had possibly died in it because he was supposedly hanging out the party. But he somehow got away. And now the gang leader shows back up with everybody there, tells his gang, you need to meet in this spot within two hours. And so they're all going to go get ready and go there. And that's when we cut back over into the police station and we find out that somebody else has been involved in the whole situation going on right now with the wolf cop and with the mayor. Now that you successfully bucked the wolf right out of him, that's disgusting. You're slipping. You've got one job and one job only. Contain the prey until the eclipse. 
This one's different. I don't give a good goddamn. He was your responsibility. I think this one is gonna give us a problem during the hunt, okay? I, I, I've been documenting his whole process and I'm trying to figure out why he's stronger than all the others. Let me tell you something. He's a lot stronger. Why? Will you tell me? Lugaru is not my choice. It doesn't make any sense, okay? We just, this guy's a loser. Unless it has something to do with the liquor. Do you know what would happen if anybody saw that? So the whole thing had been recorded the entire time while they were fucking, I guess. And he never decided to stop the recording. So this is the longest piece of fucking tape that has ever fucking existed in the whole place. And unless it's only the transformation that's actually on there, which would be really weird at the same time. But Willie is a part of it. Now, a lot of this is starting to make sense, right? With with the way that they said everything. And I'm actually getting back to something that I want to talk about earlier in here. But it's the whole setup. That's what, it, what I was talking about at the beginning is how, one, he knows so much about what's going on that he knows so much about the werewolves, that the rituals and the occult, and he's very surprised that there's the book there because he is a part of it. He's a part of the whole thing. Is he a shapeshifter? Don't really know at this point, but it's safe to assume that it's probably yes if he knows the mayor, and that's who he was talking to on the phone earlier, right? That's kind of your hint to be like, okay, he's somehow involved with whatever the big thing that's going on when he's calling and he's like, look, there's going to be a fucking problem because this wolf is different than every other wolf that we fucking dealt with. And it's probably because, and he's right, it's the liquor and it's the fucking daddy issues that he has. And this was the wrong choice to make. They could have gotten any other fucking idiot in the fucking town. They could have gotten the guy that loved to get the shit beat out of him. They could have gotten the guy that was beaten up on the fucking dog and carries a fucking spit cup with him wherever he fucking goes because he can't go on a fucking walk without his fucking chewing tobacco so he's just gonna wherever he fucking wants to walk and then you know instead they went with Lou because that was their fucking choice because he's just a fucking drunken loser but they don't know why he's so powerful at least Willie doesn't and the mayor doesn't want anything to fucking do with it he's just like no you're just supposed to watch him you didn't watch him you let him go and do whatever he did and fuck up our plans inside of this community because we're rolling this fucking town and you know, I had to fuck the shit out of him to turn him back into a fucking human so that way we could actually deal with him at this time. And then she makes him destroy the tape, which he steps on and does destroy, but as they're dragging him out, they show the police surveillance camera that's kept on the cell. So guess what? Shit has been recording this entire time, and you guys aren't going to get away with anything that's fucking there. So, and it's just funny how he, like, sets him up how he he basically gets him to go over there and gets him to be involved in the first situation, right? And tell him about, oh, well, there's cats and dogs missing, so something's going on. Oh, and here's all this weird occult stuff. There's something weird going on in this town. And then, you know, they don't quite say it, but it's implied that he's the one that calls the sheriff and lets him know that something's going on weird inside the woods. And so he needs to get his ass out there, and it's the sheriff that sends him off. So that makes you wonder if Willie's involved, who else is involved in this whole thing? And they're getting him just constantly further involved and being in the right situations where they could turn him into the wolf, which is what happened. So 
And it's also why it's weird that the, you know, the mayor knows everything that's going on with everything, how she has the fucking, you know, plan and the fact that they're going to cancel the drink and shoot because they're going to sacrifice the werewolf during that time. And they don't need the hunters out there trying to fucking stop what's going on, see the wolf cop or see the werewolf and then kill him before they can get the werewolf's blood. So they drag him off. Like I said, the surveillance camera is there. And that's when Tina shows back up there, sees the, the cop car out there, the wolf cop's cop car, and uh, then decides to go inside, checks what's going on, and notices that there's a bunch of random stuff inside. Like, oh, they left all the stuff inside the cell, you know, all the booze and the food and everything like that. And she's looking around for something that can help her and then goes over and sees that the surveillance camera and goes and watches the video and sees what happened that night and that the mayor is actually not who she seems she is. So Tina, she decides to suit up because she's actually a good cop compared to even the sheriff here and definitely compared to Lou and to go after Lou and find out where they need to go and where they're taking him, which she thinks is going to be the same place that her dad was found. It doesn't really, they don't really say that, but it's implied that she knows exactly where they're going to go. And as she's driving, that's where we get another radio broadcast explaining about the eclipse that's coming up. That was Corey Harden speaking of sunglasses at night. Be sure to wear them today, kiddies, because it's one hour till the solar eclipse. And if you stare directly at it, Dan, you will go blind. Interesting trivia. Yeah. 32 years ago was the last time the drink and shoot was canceled. Yep. Some are calling it the curse of the eclipse. So how long does the solar buzz can last? The interweb says seven and a half minutes. So if you idiots can avert your eyes long enough, you should be okay. Wow. Seven and a half whole minutes. I know that'll be tough for you, That'll Bob. be tough for me. Hey, eclipse news and weather coming up after this word from our sponsor. You guessed it. Liquor Donuts! Okay, so why is it going to be hard for him to not stare in the sun? Is he calling himself a fucking idiot? Because you'd be a fucking idiot to stare into the goddamn sun during a solar eclipse. Also, you got to watch out for fucking plants coming in from fucking outer space at the same time. Are they All of a sudden, we're going to get like 17 Audrey 2s that are also going to show up out here. Is it going to ruin your chance to find that copy of boobers out there in the middle of the forest? I don't know. But... I'm pretty sure that the main reason that they're going to use a solar eclipse because the moon's going to cover the sun, it's going to be a full moon, and the wolf's going to be able to come out for the time that's there. But again, why would you call yourself out? Like, if anything, you should have called him an asshole. Like, why do you think I'm a dumbass, you motherfucker? I'm not going to stare into the sun. Tell him that, and you would be like, nope, <laughs> I'm that fucking stupid. I'm going to make sure I look into the fucking sun when everything fucking happens. So... We go back out into the forest, and now the, the gang leaders met with the rest of his gang, and they're all fucking suited up because they're like, look, do you know what we fought earlier? You didn't see the fucking wolf thing. We're just going to make sure that we're protected. And he's like, you guys are fucking idiots. And of course, they're not fucking idiots because I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a giant scene with the wolf cop coming up. Now the wolf cop, you know, Lou, he's chained to a tree and he can't break free. And that's when we actually get the revelation of who all of the lizard people actually are. <laughs> you know what they say, Lou. Keep your friends close. But your enemies closer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. 
I'm a shapeshifter. Scream all you want, Lou. Force is empty. We canceled the drink and shoot. How long have you shapeshifters been running this town? 200 years, give or take. It takes a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice. I can't believe I slept with a 200-year-old woman. Who said I'm a woman? <laughs> hey! This isn't our first picnic, man. Your strength comes from the night. All this to run a shitty little town. Not the most ambitious bunch, are you? Oh, you'd be surprised how far up the ladder a little werewolf blood can go. <laughs> okay, he's got a point here, right? You're doing all this every three decades, 32 years. You go and you make somebody a werewolf so you can get the werewolf blood so that you can run just a little shitty fucking town in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like... And then I, I know she says, will you be surprised how much a little werewolf blood goes? So they're probably selling the werewolf blood or giving the werewolf blood to somebody else that you don't know about that is going to need it. And probably in the sequel, we're going to find out who that person actually is. And they're somehow related to these shapeshifters as well. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to put it into the sequel of the movie. So who exactly are these shapeshifter people? Well, you have the mayor, right? You know that she's there. And like she says when he's like, I can't believe I slept with a 200-year-old woman. Like, yeah, she's a lizard. You don't know. She could be ambisexual. She could turn herself into a man or turn herself into a woman. She's a fucking shapeshifter. She can be whatever the fuck she wants to be, right? She wants to be Long Dong Chong. She can be fucking Long Dong Chong for a little while. She wants to be fucking, you know, Dirk Diggler. She can be Dirk Diggler, the second reference in this whole fucking podcast. She can be whoever the fuck she wants to be. She could be fucking Marilyn Tyler Moore for all I give a shit. Anything she wants, right? She's just shapeshifting into what it is. And that kind of brings up a question i think for everybody if you could would you shapeshift into the opposite sex just to see what it's like like you maybe you don't have to deal with some of the weird things that happen with the other person right you know you, would you actually get your period or would you have to shapeshift in a way like does everything shapeshift so that now you have everything that's about that anatomy or would you just be able to be like oh yeah i'm a woman for a little bit or yeah i'm a dude or i'm a dog or I'm a bear. Like, you could be whatever the fuck you want. You want to be a werewolf for a little while? You can be a werewolf. You want to be a fucking Dracula? Be a fucking Dracula. It'd be kind of cool to be a shapeshifter, to be honest with you. And you don't have to do all the crazy fucking shit. You want free drinks for the night? Just, you know, change yourself into something that's going to get free drinks. Get your drinks and get the fuck out of there. You don't have to worry about any other shit. Um, you know, you want to be a sports athlete for a little while? Fuck, I'll transform myself into fucking, you know... Barry Sanders for a little while and get some fucking accolades, get a free fucking car. You know, you could do that. You'd be good. So the other people that are there that are the other shapeshifters are, of course, Willie. You know, you find out he looks really weird. And then he transforms over into himself after he, like, tries to do something. He's like, no, I'm just fucking with you. It's me. Uh, and then we find out that the sheriff of the town is the other shapeshifter. And 
what we find out in just a little bit is that he shapeshifts into the gang leader. So he's both the gang leader and the sheriff of the goddamn town. No wonder why nothing fucking happens with any of the crime in the goddamn town because it's being controlled by the shapeshifters, both sides of it, right? And that also gives you a lot of reason why he keeps putting him in situations with the people and places to be the werewolf. Why he lets him go hang out with Jessica in the bar and he doesn't do anything to him. Why he sends him outside to go and talk to her and to basically get her like, you know, in up and in his guts. Or I guess you'd say to get him up in her guts. That's, I think, the better way that you would say it. And then why he sends him on certain things instead of sending Tina, who is the much better officer to handle the situation because they need him to be the wolf cop or to be the werewolf. So, so you have those three, and they're basically going to run the town as soon as he turns into a werewolf, and they can get some of his blood. We got Cena coming upon the scene. Also, the fact that they say, go ahead, scream. There's no one else here around him. But there's the fucking gang members all over the place, right? You have them roaming around, protecting, making sure nothing shows up. They're within screaming distance of everybody, I think, that, you know, would be the case. And so when he screams for help, they wouldn't go, hey, isn't that somebody weird? Well, I guess they're taking care of something over there. So just like I've been saying for this whole movie, they forgot about somebody. And they forgot about Tina. And Tina is the person they should have taken care of first. And I don't know why everybody was just like, whatever, she's just a fucking goody two-shoes. But she, again, she's the best fucking cop of this whole fucking team of cops. I understand why the sheriff now is a bad cop, because he's a bad guy, right? He doesn't want to do anything well, because if he actually did that stuff, and he's never really around when, you know, the calls come in. So Tina has been the one handling all this shit. And she's figured everything out. And so she shows up and she kills William. She shoots him. He dies. And then, you know, uh, (laughs) the sheriff disappears for a little bit. And we see that, you know, she's able to help the wolf cop break out. Not before they get some of his blood, though. They stab him with a sword and they drain some of the blood out of him. But he gets enough power from the the solar eclipse to break the chains because he's much stronger than the other werewolves that they've had to deal with before and so we have tina and you know the and jessica slash the mayor they go ahead and get into a brawl because she wants revenge for her father meanwhile wolf cop goes out there and just starts slaughtering all the gang members that are out there manages to get one of their like tommy guns and starts blasting away people uses the the you know pistol to be able to shoot a couple people in the head they're terrible shots they must have gone to the stormtrooper school of shooting people because they can't hit the broad side of a fucking barn yet you know neither can he with an automatic weapon but once he gets that pistol in hand man he is the most crack shot out of anybody there i guess that's part of the wolf powers that allowed him to shoot a gun so well so he ends up coming back and helps tina fight off you know, Jessica slash Mayor Bradley. And they, it's funny when they die, like they shapeshift the face to the lizard and then flames all of a sudden go around the lizard's head. And that's how you know that they're dead. So, you know, he saves her and she is very, very thankful, but they did forget about one last person. We should get out of here. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> 
This is your fate, Lou. Like your nosy father, I need to put you down. It's funny. This is the exact spot that he was sacrificed. Got a nice continuity to it, don't you think? Well, Tina. So now, you know, he goes after the wolf cop and they end up fighting. And it's kind of an even match between the sheriff, lizard person, and the wolf cop. But eventually, the sheriff does get the upper hand. Uh, Tina, though, does try to help up wolf cop by getting the the sword that he dropped and running it through the sheriff, but the sheriff is not phased by it at all. And instead, he takes his attention away from Wolf Cop and then starts going after Tina. He pins her against the wall, and with the sword through his back and stomach, he starts stabbing uh, Tina slowly and trying to save her the moment. But of course... Wolf Cop manages, like Popeye getting spinach, gets a bottle of liquor. He has like a little, you know, flask full of liquor. He drinks the whole thing, gets his superpowers back, gets up, and starts coming at the, the, the sheriff. And the sheriff has a whole speech, starts talking about, you know, how, like, you know, things are not going to end right, blah, blah, blah. And when he starts to go attack him, that's when Wolf Pop just does an Indiana Jones and takes his gun and shoots him in the fucking head. And that's the end of the lizard people. And everybody has been killed. We also see the sheriff, you know, again, transform a couple times into the gang leader to talk to the gang members and then back into the sheriff to go back and deal with him. And it's just... It's kind of a rushed ending in the way that they fight everybody because it sucks. Willie got killed so fast. Like he literally is talking shit and then he gets shot in the fucking head by Tina. So Tina kills one and then I believe Wolf Cop kills the other two. But it's kind of like a combination between the two where, you know, she fights off Jessica slash Mayor Bradley and then is killed by the Wolf Cop. And then when it comes to the the final boss, it's just, it's a relatively quick scene. It's a little bit of a fighting scene, not very good, but eventually the wolf cop does save the day, saves Tina, the eclipse goes away, he turns back into Lou, and that's where we have our final scene as they drive onto the sunset, and then we get the ending theme song, which of course is the wolf cop rap. Are you okay? God, I could use a drink. I could use a hospital. Okay. Two stops. In the streets, half man, half wolf, pure breeze. Patrol the town looking for trouble, man. Stuffing dead bodies in my duffel bag. Slice your face, rip the head off your body. Slam a cold boom, pump your body with your shoddy. Drinking human blood in the sacrifice. Welcome to the seance. See you in the afterlife. No team wolf, just a man with a taste for blood. Watch the barrel start smoking when you trip on mud. Till you met me, you know what trouble was. Till I filled your jean jacket with a couple slugs. Curse. Okay, that song kind of slaps, to be honest with you. 
Um, and you can go listen to the full song. It's available on YouTube. I'm pretty sure there's probably something up on Spotify or something like that. But you should definitely check out the Wolf Cop like fucking theme song for him. I didn't want to play it at the beginning. I could have because that would have been the theme of the movie. But I, I feel like it's perfect here and it gives you after you've already gone through the movie. But though there are a couple things wrong. He doesn't really use a shotgun. He doesn't stuff people into his duffel bag. You know, he's just a cop. He, he gets heightened cop senses when he turns into the wolf, hence he's the wolf cop. But it's still, like I said, the song kind of slaps. So what what do I think about Wolf Cop? Uh, this is a fun movie. It's a very fun movie. It's, it's dumb in a lot of spots, and it has some big issues that, that happen with it. The transformation scenes are really fucking cool. Uh, the comedy works when the comedy works. There's a couple times when it doesn't. The acting is okay. I like I said, I really like Jonathan Cherry as Willie. I think he's the best one in the whole movie. He has great comedic timing and he does his lines extremely well. It's just an overall good performance from him. Everybody else is okay. Tina has some pretty good scenes. Has my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie, and she does an excellent job with that scene too. And it does make me want to see the sequel i'm just not necessarily going to do it next after this one we may come back to this at another time and especially i'm it's one of those ones where i want to kind of see it and determine whether or not i really want to do the second movie on the podcast so i apologize if people are expecting the next movie to be wolf cop or another wolf cop but unfortunately we're going to do something different um but in general it's still like i said it's fun but it is it it does miss a little bit of its beats on the movie. Like I just feel that it doesn't know like how to maintain the fun parts of the movie. Cause when it kind of goes like it lulls, it lulls pretty hard and it, it lulls a lot in the beginning, but once it picks up, it, it carries itself pretty well. I like the robbery scene. I like the scene with, you know, the, the, in the barn, like those scenes, the gore is great in this movie. It's absolutely fantastic. And it's definitely a lot of fun. If you are into these types of things, if you like the horror comedy, I just wished maybe there was a little more horror to it. Like, Instead of him jumping with Willie right away, and I understand why he is, because Willie's supposed to be the one watching him, but if instead he went and did a couple things on his own, and then Willie caught up to him, and that's why he got in trouble, because he was supposed to keep an eye on him, but he went and did his own shit, right? And then you had some of those horror aspects where... The, the bad guys are doing something and then all of a sudden he shows up because it's the same thing that happens with like here, you know, when, when the robbery happens, he just bum rushes in and starts fucking killing everybody. Like that's it. He doesn't do anything like there isn't anything really scary about the whole thing. And I feel like it could have done with some horror aspects to the movie and maybe did a little better on that. So if I have to rate the film like I always do, I'd give the gore a straight four out of five. Uh, it's got some really great things. The face thing is one of the best things ever uh, in, in a movie I've seen in a while. And it's got people getting their face ripped off, their arms ripped off. Uh, everything is just fun when it comes to the gore. The craft factor, it's a three out of five. It mostly comes to the acting. And then the wolf cop himself looks okay. I just, you know, 
I think that the effects going through are really good, but I think it comes down to just some lulls in the story, some choices from the actors, and that all the side people just seem like, you know, eh, they're just not worth it. Like, I would have liked to seen more, like, little vignettes that happen, like I said, that were just maybe with the wolf cop by himself doing things before he kind of knew who he was. But I know they only had a couple days until the whole thing that was going to go down with the whole, you know, sacrifice of the wolf to get his wolf blood. You know, maybe a little more on the lizard people actually being lizard people rather than them just changing into lizards at the last moment and fucking going to fire. The fun factor, it's a four out of five. Straight up, four out of five, a lot of fun. You, there's the, the scenes that are fun are a lot of fun. So overall, I'm going to give this movie a three out of five Wolfcocks. Uh, it's it's fun. It's it, Your mileage is going to vary. Then that's where I give it that three out of five. For me, this gets into that like so bad it's good territory, but it also is good in its own regard. It's funny. It's ridiculous. Uh, and, but I think that I'd knock it down one score just because I know that for some people, it's just not going to be for them. They like these types of movies and this is going to be way too much. And that's just where it's going to end for them. You know, it's not going to be, uh, a classic for them and it's not going to be something that they go back to because, and this comes back to me watching it for a second time. I really enjoyed it the first time. I was ready to go with a four out of five. I'm like, this is great. The second time, it doesn't hit as well. And so that's why it also gets a three out of five. It's not to say that I didn't have fun during the scenes I knew were fun, but the first watch to the second watch, the second watch should be just as good as the first, and it wasn't. And like I found myself so distracted during the portions where I felt they were it was slowing down a little bit. So that's why it hits there. And maybe I watch it again, maybe not so close to each other, but if I watched it in a year or two and it was, then I had the same moments, that's great. But if it was that, okay, now it's just expected because the first time it was fresh. And that's what makes me worry about the sequel. Is it going to be fresh or is it just going to be a lot of the same stuff, which is going to bore the crap out of me? Also, it's hard to find the goddamn movie streaming if you're not going to rent it. I think it's on Plex if you really want to watch the sequel. Otherwise, you're going to have to find it any way you can to watch the movie. And even buying the movie, it's hard to find a copy of the Blu-ray or DVD to be able to watch it at all. So um, with all that being said, what's the next movie that we're going to be watching? Well, uh, I decided to go, we went from werewolves and a wolf cop. Why not hit up another like mythological creature in a ridiculous movie? And I thought, you know what? Let's do some vampires. And if I'm thinking of a vampire movie that's absolutely ridiculous, has some high power stars in them, has one sexy Latina lady in it, and who still looks good today after seeing the Eternals? Why? Let's go and watch From Dusk Till Dawn. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Low profile. You understand the meaning of the words low profile? Sure. Two of America's most dangerous criminals have taken hostages. What is this? It's called a punch. I'm going to ask you one question, and all I want is a yes or no answer. Do you want to live through this? 
trash. Okay, Ramblers, let's get rambling. One night is all that stands between them and freedom. This is my kind of place. But it's going to be one hell of a night. might be in trouble. There are a bunch of fucking vampires out there trying to get in here and suck our fucking blood. Now, their only chance is to fight back. Oh, yeah! Harvey Keitel, George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, Juliet Lewis. Welcome to slavery. No thanks. I already had a wife. From dusk till dawn. Now this is a movie I've been wanting to do for a while, kind of like Wolf Cop, and I just haven't found the right time to do it, and this I believe is the right time to do it. And it's got a ton of people Harvey Keitel, George Clooney. It was written by Quentin Tarantino, directed by Robert Rodriguez. You got Juliet Lewis in it, Tom Savini, Cheech Marin, Danny Trejo, Michael Parks. Like, you've got a ton of people in this goddamn movie that is just, it's, it's one of those films where I think, like, the little that I talk about it, we all know like the giant twist that happens in the movie. Cause it's even given away in the trailer, but like just even talking about the movie and the way I feel about the movie right now is going to ruin what the review is going to do. So I think that this is a movie that you guys have to see before you, you listen to it. Uh, it's available on HBO max streaming right now. And I think it's streaming on uh, Hulu as well, but I think you need to have a subscription and it's streaming somewhere else for free that's not hbo max right now but at the time of this recording if you have hbo max you can definitely watch it and i do suggest that you watch it before we you know do the whole podcast because it is uh it it's got some great effects in it and you know if you're going to a robert rodriguez movie you should know what you're going to expect and uh it's weird because it, it stars tarantino and was written by tarantino at the same time and i think originally he might have even wanted to direct it but he ended up asking or they ended up asking robert rodriguez to do it instead which i think was the right choice to have this so um yeah that's what we're gonna watch for the next episode and hopefully you know we'll all be back and doing regular i'm not sure if there's going to be a podcast from the podcast from another world next week a bonus episode because uh, i know that you know uh, things also happen over there with dave and so i'm not sure if he's necessarily up to doing the recording um, this is something that i missed out and and totally missed doing even for just like it's four weeks Man, it's a whole month since I've done an episode, and uh, I thank everybody for listening, for keeping up, and actually even checking out my little update that went out. There were a lot of people that download, listen to that as well, so I'm looking very much forward to continuing doing the podcast and doing that, um, and we, <laughs> it's crazy to think that uh, this year we're going to get close, really, really close to the 200th episode. 
which is absolutely nuts that I've been able to do 200 of these. I know that there's listed like 225, but of the real episodes, not bonuses or extras or whatever you want to call it, because uh, they count all the podcasts from Another World episodes in that too, but just of the Terrible Terror podcast, that there are going to be 200 episodes is absolutely nuts and insane. And I thank everybody over the years who's listened to the show, checked it out. If this is your first time, or if you've been listening since the very beginning, I, I thank you guys all so much. And you don't know how much it means to me to have you all check out this podcast. Um, so a couple other little notes that are going on here uh, with the the plugs for the show. Um I'm going probably going to be moving the merch from where I'm doing it currently right now, which is Tee Public. I think I'm going to be moving it to Teespring and doing just a couple of things at a time. Um, but I want to get the shirts back up there and I want to get the shirt for the uh, Corn Trees logo that Neil did back up because WB had it taken down because it said that it uses, you know, whatever it does like that's transformative media it's an artist rendition you know okay it's using an image a likeness of jason and the fucking you know claws from freddy or whatever but it's its own thing and neil did an awesome fucking job with it and i'd like people to be able to get their hands on it once again so that's one of the other reasons why i might be moving the designs over there and closing that store down within the next probably couple weeks maybe by the next episode goes on uh, also the Twitch channel, like I want to start using it more and there's a couple of things I want to use. Uh, one, I'm going to keep doing every other week. Um, there's going to be a watch party. It got put on hiatus while I wasn't feeling well because I just didn't want to be in front of a camera. But I want to do a couple of things, maybe do two to three nights a week. Uh, and especially with football coming to an end and because I'm a big football fan and I love watching the games, it's hard during the week. And then with work, it, it depends on what's going on. But I kind of know now what my busy and heavy days are and what they aren't. So uh, at the next watch party, which will be on the 26th, the Wednesday after this episode releases, we're going to, you know, do a movie. And then I'll explain kind of what I'm expecting to do with the channel. I want to do a couple more game days and I want to do one maybe kind of like look at horror stuff or have chats or do whatever and i kind of want to also play some games with chat um that are games that we can do all together and maybe try to even set up something like a discord so people come in and we can actually do you know like actually have a game show for people to come on and play some stuff and uh, have some fun over there i have i have a lot of thoughts and I just want to start off basic for the time being, but make sure you go over twitch.tv slash terrible terror podcast, subscribe or follow right now. I am trying to get to 50 people so I can get at least affiliated, you know, and maybe, you know, have other things I can do with whatever happens that comes with being affiliated over there. Uh, I'd really appreciate it if you guys, you have a Twitch to come over there and follow me and then come along. I always have a lot of fun when people show up for the watch parties and we all make fun of the movie that we're going to do. It's hard with Amazon because you're so limited in the horror movies that they have, but we're going to keep picking movies out and fucking doing them. And we don't have to do themes. You know, we're not in Christmas time anymore, so I can just show whatever the hell I want. And uh, maybe even sometimes it's even just going to be a TV show. You know, maybe we'll watch an episode of something to find out if it's any good. But uh, I love chatting with people when they come by and I'd like to do it, you know, on, you know, th those days. 
and uh, doing more stuff. I, I really want to try to make more content for you guys. Uh, don't forget also to go over to the YouTube channel. Check out there's a review from Scre for Scream, uh, 2022 Scream, uh, as well as uh, the mute review for The Matrix Reloaded. I like to do all sorts of movies over there, not necessarily just horror. But again, I want to utilize that also more as this year progresses so that it's not just the 30 for 30 and then sprinkle reviews here and there, but actually try to watch more stuff and do mini reviews, like maybe max of like 10 minutes. It's just doing the video stuff always takes a lot of time. And so that's where I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know if I really want to do it because uh, I don't necessarily want to just sit in this room for a long period of time and work on stuff like that, even though I do this podcast, uh, you know, when I do this podcast. So with all that being said, don't forget to check out the Facebook page as well. That's facebook.com slash terrible terror podcast. Uh, check out the Instagram, instagram.com slash terrible terror podcast. And I also have a TikTok. Uh, TikTok is terrible terror podcast. So go check that out. And uh, once again, I thank you guys so much for listening. You don't know how much it means to me that you guys check out my little podcast and uh, make sure that you take care of yourselves and each other. And we'll see you next time. Damn it, God! If we cannot get a neighborhood, I told you to shut! Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.